Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo, and in this show, you'll get an inside look on how changemakers, artists, healers, and entrepreneurs take their dreams and put them into action. And today we have with us Amy Lambrucus Silva. Welcome, Amy. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. So you are doing a new business right now of importing Spanish, specialty Spanish espadrilles and mm -hmm. shoes. I am, yes. I just think that's a really delightful business to be in. So tell me, how did that come about? Well, it came about through my travels. I had bought some shoes, one in Spain. I was just looking for just comfortable shoes to wear that were flat while on vacation. And I just came across these sandals and bought a few pairs, took them home to Boston and realized how comfortable they were. And you know, thought about it for a few years, kept the information of the store that I bought it from because I spent a while while shopping there just talking to the owners just about fashion, about shoes, what we lack over in the States and got back in touch with them and said I just can't seem to get these shoes off my mind. Can't get these shoes <laughs> off my mind. I love that. Right, um, what can I do to get them over here and to see if it will work here in Boston? And um, that was the start of it. Wow. So yeah. we were lacking shoes from Spain we that were. were really comfortable, comfortable. and mm -hmm. fashionable and just great leather from Spain. I think uh -huh. it's one of the best countries for it. And um, they're also eco-friendly, which I love about it. What do, what makes a shoe eco-friendly? So it's the leather. It's used for consumption first for the animals mm -hmm. and, you know, not like you know, some other countries don't do that, so they, animals aren't just being raised for, for the, leather. the leathers. So, you know, I really liked that about it. And a lot of the shoes, too, don't have to be leather. I do a lot of espadrilles and linens and silks, so those are definitely eco. The ute on the espadrille comes from part of a tree. Ute, is that the same as jute? Yes, oh. I always pronounce it with a ute, is what they taught me over there. Some okay. people, you know, they have jute wallpaper, but mm -hmm. you know, it's just a pronunciation of what, how they say it. I could be wrong, mm -hmm. but I just go with that. And mm -hmm. yeah, so absolutely. Wow. Just a natural product. And um, the other thing, too, that I like to do is I sell my shoes in a burlap reusable bag as opposed to shoe boxes. Oh. And when they do send over the boxes from Spain, I like to recycle and so I just want to be conscious about the environment with that. And people shopping, especially in the city, don't want to buy shoes in a box. They love the little bag. They can pop it in their closet and just reuse it and it's just a cute little way to package them up and yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. So, you know, like how does somebody, like what, what does it take or why did it, it hit you that you wanted to make this into a business rather than just buy more shoes? Right, right. <laughs> or buy gifts for your friends? Right. Um, just with, I'm primarily in a real estate business and that has its ups and downs. And I've always been an entrepreneur since my early 20s with my title exam business that I work with attorneys. So what it, what is a title exam? So mean? on real estate, so when you're closing on a property, I search for liens and everything. I work directly with the attorneys. So I mean, it's been a good business with its ups and downs, but over the past 
maybe seven years or so, I'm just looking for some a little, something with creativity. Uh -huh. So I've been striving for that. Mm -hmm. So just something else, just to, you know, after a while you kind of get stagnant in what you're doing. I want to still continue to do that, but I just needed to spice things up, I think, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you thought, oh, they don't have these shoes here, and this might be a great business. Right, and I think another thing too is it's a small brand, it's our own brand, and from what I see just living in the city myself, I love to support local. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of consumers are thinking about where they're purchasing their products from. They're just thinking a little more cautious, cautiously about their spending and mm -hmm. you know that they'd rather support a small brand as opposed to a bigger one is mm -hmm. what I think. So. Mm -hmm. so how do you sell your shoes? Are they in a store or is it through a catalog? Yep, the, so I have a couple stores. I have to attribute the success so far to the Sowa Market down in the South End. I don't know if you've been no. to that. So this is uh, an area of Boston, yeah. Sowell Market? Sowa. So, so it means south of Washington. South of Washington, yeah. so S-O-W-A. Yeah, uh -huh. so um, it's an artist community in my neighborhood where I live down in Boston. And they have an outdoor market that has been there for over 10 years or so at least. And they have artists, um, just, it's a food market, a farmer's market. I mean, just a little bit of everything. Now they have food trucks there. So it's every Sunday from May 1st to the end of October. Mm -hmm. So when it's from 10 to 4, you are a vendor, you set up a table, you get there early in the morning, and just it's amazing how many people come through there. It's really, in the past 10 years or so, it's really picked up into just such a great destination on Sundays mm -hmm. for people all around New England. I mean, there's some artists that drive all the way from New York to vend at this market. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, we're probably out of all of the vendors there, we're the ones that live four blocks away, which is great for us on a Sunday morning. So it's just been a really great way to launch a business. Uh -huh. Just more so just to get the confidence that you see that others are really starting to love your product. Mm -hmm. And just for us just to give it a try. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a wonderful season with them. So I just really love working with uh -huh. the people that run it. And um, it's been great. So, so uh, did you try the shoes out with people you knew first? Like, how did you go from idea to then selling at the market? What happened I, in between? Like, I went back and forth with it. I, you know, a couple years, maybe four years ago, I was going to open up a retail store in Boston and thought about doing it that way. And then life changed. I got married. I later had a baby. So I just kind of put it on the back burner. So now my son's getting a little bit older. And then I introduced the business to my husband. I, I just kept bringing it up all the time, and he agreed with me. Why don't we try it at the market and just see how it goes? And people just really love them. So that was just from idea yeah. to we're going to rent a table at the market and mm -hmm. just see what happens. Exactly. Yep. So you yep. just invested in inventory. Yes. You had them send it from Spain, mm -hmm. and you set up shop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um, it was a good six months. And we already got into a couple stores, you know, local stores in Boston that I've lived there quite a while, so I knew a few people. And just, um, it's amazing the people that come to this market. It's just. So, were the stores from uh, f 
did that develop from people who saw you at the market, or did you go and pitch yourself no, at the actually, stores? No, actually, I knew somebody from one of the stores in Beacon Hill, and he happened to come to the market one of the first days it opened, and was like, why didn't you tell me you were doing this? And wow, I'm like, it just came together all of a sudden. So wow. um, they did some of the espadrilles over the summer, and people loved them. They did a little bit of a shoe line with sandals later in the summer, and those sold out. And now another little line. So I mean, small little boutiques is what I really want to work with mm -hmm. for my wholesale. Mm -hmm. So privately owned local boutiques through New England, eventually, maybe around the country would be the goal. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And then maybe later the plan is to do online shopping with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so one step at a time, yes, so to speak, with yes, your shoes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Can we see your shoes? Yes. So these are just a few that I brought. So here's the espadrilles that I just designed towards the winter. So you, you're designing them or you're buying? So I'm designing to a, to a point with the fabrics and the leathers. So I mean the espadrilles been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. So I designed the tassel, you know, mm -hmm. and sketched it out. And you work with them over in Spain and just, you know, they play around with your idea a little bit and send you pictures and they've been really wonderful to work with. We came up with just a nice tassel mm -hmm. and because I've been seeing it a lot in fashion over the past mm -hmm. year. Can I have a yeah, look at absolutely. that? Absolutely. This is, it's beautiful. Thank you. Ooh, nice and soft. And feel the cushioning on the inside. Oh, yes. Oh, just, my gosh. Yes. I mean, this is... This is not just like foot against the floor. Right. No, it's very, have very cushy, them, very but, thick. But just, and they mold right to your foot. They're wow. so comfortable. That's which, so neat. Thank you. I just, I'm all about the comfort. Mm -hmm. And being a city person, you can't walk around the city streets in heels. And so these really are walking shoes? Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And they cool. just, you know, just molds right to your foot and it's just soft and they're great. The bottom holds up really well. and. Yeah, so made with all fine leather. So That's so neat. Thank you. So I see you've got sandals. So sandals too. So these are unisex. And also with this one that I designed, a lot of them have a black bottom. I did this one with a natural bottom, so it makes it boat friendly. Boat friendly. Yes. Oh, okay. So you can be boating, and you don't ever want to be on a boat with a white flooring with black because it would leave scuff marks oh, okay. on a boat, so this won't. I would never, <laughs> ever have thought about that. Right, so uh -huh. it's just wonderful. May it's just New England. Field. and wow. I love this color. This is definitely a color that like a appeals denim, to denim almost. Me. Yeah. yeah, or teal. So this is for both men and women? Yes, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So how long do you have to wear these for them to break in? Within a day. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, the espadrilles every, and these, you just want them to fit really snug at the beginning. Uh-huh. Because it's all... Because it's going to stretch. Yeah. And it's Spanish leather. It's going to uh -huh. get even softer. It's going to weather so well. Mm -hmm. So when people put them on, sometimes their first reaction is, oh, it's too small. It, mm. it really isn't. As long mm -hmm. as your toe, and I've learned just so much about feet. And <laughs> it's amazing what you learn doing this. It's just as long as the toe's at the right spot then it's just going to work and uh -huh. it's just going to, you know, you and can wear them for years. And does this stay on the foot? It, it does. It's oh. amazing that it really does. It just like sits up there. It never would give a blister. It just sits on the back of your ankle. Hmm. What I like about it is in lieu of wearing flip-flops, which are really not so great for your feet, mm -hmm. I wear these to the beach. Mm. And the salt water just weathers them so nicely mm -hmm. and you can wear them for years. You can walk miles in this and it just hardly even 
makes a dent in it. Wow. You know, I had a couple that came to the market because they, we had a little article which was wonderful in the Boston Herald this summer and this couple who were traveling in Spain and the wife was wearing her husband's because they are unisex like I say and he said we came down here because we've been looking to find these shoes in the States and haven't seen them anywhere and she was wearing these for 10 years. Oh my gosh. And he said now I can get back my shoes. Oh my so, gosh. So we bought her a pair so that they were so happy. So Yeah so they had bought them in Spain. I so. love that story. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And then um, I also have, this was actually our best seller of the summer, just because it was because a brown, and mm -hmm. a lot of women and men love these. Mm -hmm. My husband has this color, and he just wore them walking the whole summer, wore them to the beach, and they almost just look better as you just wear them. Mm -hmm. They just look nice and weathered and lived in. So that was really the great one that we So when with. you're yeah. designing these, uh, the style of this is what they had, but you're like giving them the colors? Yeah, so they just send books and books of leather. So mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think about New England, I think about Boston, what would work, you know, just the right colors. And, you know, it's still a work in progress. So mm -hmm. I'm learning myself. And yeah. then you see what people like. I didn't think that people would like the brown so much, so you just never know. It's right. just a matter of seeing what's... right what people want to buy and you see it on the foot you see people wearing it around so mm -hmm. it's great and I imagine that you know you want to change it up a little bit every few years just like fashion it's yes. like you go into mm -hmm. the store some years and everything is black and white and red yes yeah. and then you know another season you've got all these luscious colors and then you don't see them again for years. Right, right. I think the color of this year I was excited to see was green. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So we'll see. We might incorporate that in the spring line. And yeah. uh -huh. and what's this fun little one you have? So we did a children's line. So children love sparkles, little girls. <laughs> I have a pink style, a hot pink, which is really pretty. And the sparkles, the sparkles are what the little girls wanted, of course. So now what's funny about it is. We have them out on our table and different trunk shows I've done. And I put, you know, of course I just have it in children's sizes. Women ask for their size. Oh, interesting. And I wouldn't have thought so. And I'm, it's been so many women that keep doing this. So we're going to do a line for women in the spring mm -hmm. with a white bottom and a nice fun summer shoe. It can dress up denim. You could throw it on with a summer dress. So. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to give that a try. Yeah. So. so is fashion something you've always been interested in? Is this something that you loved as a child or as yes. like how did you? Yes, I just always loved color. I initially after high school took a few classes in fashion mm. design and fashion merchandising is what I did. And then I fell into another program doing paralegal studies which I thought at the time was maybe more practical route to go towards. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I did do a program at the Boston Architectural Center in interior design and decorative arts. Mm -hmm. That kind of got me back into the creative aspect. And just, you know, it's always been on my mind. So I just like the whole design. I like fabrics. I love leathers. So this just really fell into what I think I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. So you, you got into the paralegal. You kind of created a career. Yes. with um, helping the sales of homes. Yes. Yeah. And um, and then you sort of felt like something was a little missing. Yeah. From just it, like, it little, just a little colorless? Yes, yes, <laughs> a little too black and white is what I think. So absolutely. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it sounds like 
it's one of those things that life would be a little less interesting without having. So this is a side business. This is not your full-time business. Right. Is that right. Eventually, I would love that. Okay. So that's what the goal is. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, we'll see where it takes us. So you know? how will you? How do you think you'll know when that point happens where you can let go of one and move into the other? Do you have any more so. game plan or? Going to play it by ear? Play it by ear right now, and I think it's just more financial, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, it just takes money to build a business, you know. So we've started on the smaller side, and um, just see where it goes in that, mm -hmm. that way. But my husband's really enjoying this a lot more than I thought he would. Really? Yeah, so he's more, definitely more outgoing than I am, so he loves the sales. Mm -hmm. Like, he really loves that, and it's, just, it's nice as we get older in life to just have a new challenge mm -hmm. is what has been really good. Mm -hmm. So how do you divide up the tasks? Just um, So you're doing the design yeah. and he's doing More so the sales. marketing and yeah, sales? Yeah, a little marketing and sales. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's going to be going into a men's store in the spring in our neighborhood. So he did a little design for them. So I said, you know, let's just split it up and take it as it comes, you know, so we each kind of know where we're going with this so he can go and market to the men because men at first look at these shoes and think that it's a woman's shoe. Mm. So it's just, um, then they wear it and they see the comfort and they love it. So it's just a matter of getting it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just um, getting people comfortable with a Spanish shoe for men. Yeah. You know? And it has a, it's a great story. Oh, thank you. You know, like I was traveling, I wore these shoes, I couldn't stop thinking about them. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you have this connection ongoingly now with mm -hmm. this place that you really loved. Where in Spain was it? So Menorca. Mm -hmm. So the sandals are from Menorca and they connect. Which part of Spain is that? So it's an island off the oh, coast. Oh, it's an yes, island in the yes. Atlantic. So these right. sandals have always been called the Menorquinas or Avacas is the Spanish name for them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then the espadrilles are from either Alicante or Rioja, which is wine country. Which is which part of Spain? So it's just more the mainland. Mainland, yes. like central. Yes, and Alicante is on the south part of mm -hmm. Spain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so let's say, you know, I, I'm sure that there are some people who are watching who may at some point travel and see something fabulous that they love and have a similar kind of thought of. Yeah. The U.S. is lacking. <laughs> yes, yes, like, what, what's the first step? What do you recommend to people to do in order to like, follow this kind of dream of theirs? Well, I think just make a connection with the people that you meet in the country. And I think they get so excited over there to send these shoes to the States. They follow on Instagram and, you know, to see it's such a proud thing for them to see that the Americans are just loving their shoes because mm -hmm. they make them by hand. Mm -hmm. So it's something to be so proud of. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, make the connection with the people that you meet and mm -hmm. you never know. You can meet somebody someday, one day, and you don't know where it leads to. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what are the, like, legal aspects that one has to think about in terms of import tax and shipping and like how do you figure yeah. that out was that confusing not, not as bad as you would think we have a cargo company and they speak English so I mean that's been another thing that um, some of the people in the factories the makers just speak mostly Spanish 
but we've had some translators that have worked with us and help us, so they've been really good about guiding us in the right direction on how to do the shipping, how to do the customs, so that's been really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been very, very professional to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're just very good about guiding mm -hmm. because it's all a learning process. Right, yeah. right. So your recommendation would be start entertaining the idea and making the connections yes. and find a venue in which you can try try it out but it sounds right. like you had to put in a little investment to yes. do that yes mm -hmm. yep. so we just you know, I think what we're doing we just get an initial shipment and we just build off of that and our sales have been really good we're a little bit slower in the winter because the market stops and and your shoes are obviously mostly summer yeah. we are thinking about doing a boot line for next winter mm -hmm. but what I think of is just to get them out of maybe some boutiques in Florida because yes. that's year-round. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've met so many snowbirds up here in Boston. I was going to say, know? there must be a lot of people who travel to yeah. warm climates. So resort wear, yeah. and I think around this holiday season, I did a trunk show, and just nobody could get past the idea that it's getting cold out, but most people from Boston do their getaways, and mm -hmm. sometimes this time of year, it's hard to find a sandal. Mm, unless that's you, true. You know, you go online, then you get them shipped to you, and shoes are hard unless you know them sometimes to order online mm -hmm. so we have a little space in the south end a studio that mm -hmm. we do by appointment so a lot of people will come over there and buy their shoes right oh, now okay. in the winter so you've got a private showroom we do mm -hmm. yeah so it's not so have you hit any challenges that were unexpected in this um like a couple um with more so the dates on anticipation for the shipping Sometimes it would tell us 45 days, that could lead into 65. So especially when we're learning how many to order at a time for what we needed, especially starting this past May at the market, you know, some weeks we were coming to a Sunday and also the two with the, learning the sizes. So a sh shoe isn't really, sort of speak, like a sweater, which is small, medium, and large. With somebody, if you're a large, maybe you're gonna fit into a medium. A shoe has to fit perfectly, obviously. So that's a big learning curve right there. So, mm -hmm. you know, some days you have all women that come in that are size six. Some days we have women that are size 10 or 11. So just having inventory and having enough to make everybody happy. You never want to turn a customer away. You mm -hmm. want to have enough in stock mm -hmm. to be able because to Because if you special order, then it's waiting perhaps 60 days. Yes, yeah. yeah. So just more so just learning what the average size is. Mm -hmm. And just, so that's definitely been a big challenge right there. But mm -hmm. I think we're getting through it and we're just learning a lot with that. Mm -hmm. Would know? it have helped you if you had, would, would there have been a way for you to understand or have that kind of information at the beginning? Like, could you have I mean, is there anything that you could have done differently? Talk to shoe store yeah, owners, or definitely could have for sure. That's a good idea. I do have a friend that worked in the shoe business for a while, mm -hmm. so she gave some tips on what the average size is for women. So that's good to know. And that, from what I hear, has changed over the past like 10, 12 years. Shoe sizes? Yeah. Okay. That, um, I mean, some of the younger girls are size 11 where you wouldn't think. No kidding. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if there's something in the milk or <laughs> what it is, but uh -huh. you know, I thought the average size was always like a seven or an eight. Uh -huh. So yeah, so that's yeah. definitely changed. So just, just learning what's gonna sell more. Mm -hmm. You know, and I wanna order smart. 
right. in order to sell. Right. You know, I don't want to be left with inventory, so that's just definitely. Yeah. Well, what do you do if you're left with inventory? I mean, just we hold it or do a sale or wait for next season mm -hmm. because it's always going to be somebody that comes in that's maybe a size five, which mm -hmm. is uncommon, but mm -hmm. we definitely have women that have those sizes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just that's been the biggest yeah. learning curve. So, how do you, Amy, measure your success? And what makes, like, how do you define success? And do you feel successful? And I think this is going to take some time because it's just something totally new to us. But um, I feel like we had a really successful first season. Mm -hmm. You know, we're busy. We um, have people still connecting with us that met us over the summer. You know, I had a gentleman contact me from Orlando, and just it's just nice to hear repeat customers coming back. I think that's good yeah. that they buy the product yes. and they like it that much yes. to go out of their way to get in touch later. So mm -hmm. um, it's just many different like definitions of it, but uh -huh. I think it just, it takes time uh -huh. for sure. So, like. so are you, for you, would success mean hitting a certain financial goal or what, like how do you think about it? It's definitely when you start to make a profit. When you make a profit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. That's can, a milestone for sure. Absolutely, and that can take a couple of years. Yeah. So. But what I, yeah. what is nice to hear is that you already feel successful in some way. Yeah. That you had a good season and you're moving in the direction that you want to go. It's right. Truly, you're saying that you had a, a product idea and you mm -hmm. tested it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you found out it was a go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that itself is a milestone. Right, because it's just confidence of getting out there and you think to yourself, okay, I have all these shoes sitting here and people may walk by and not like them at all. So that's you right. Just, you it, know, could have, it could have done You know, that. Yeah. so I said that's why I feel like it was a good way just just do a test run is what I yeah. almost call it instead of opening up a storefront mm -hmm. being first last security getting into a huge lease yes. for two and a half years yes. where and I want to be in Boston where I love so mm -hmm. it's just um without having to take big financial loans right. I just wanted to start it small yep. and like I said you know test run and see how it goes yeah that's know? a great you know, I think great it was, way you know, I'm getting older and you just want to be a little smarter financially <laughs> and not get in over your head, yes. which I think was a good yes. way to try this. So I have a box here with cards of attributes and it's like a wild card pick. I'd love for you to right. pick one without okay. looking right. <laughs> and you can just like riff on what it God, means to you in your business. What is a it? Good one. Patience. Patience. <laughs> Which is great. And this is perfect for what we're going through with just um just, you know, really what I'm really trying to do right now in my winter months is just to connect with some store owners and sell in their stores wholesale. And um that's definitely a challenge, you know, just um emailing back and forth, I think waiting for the response from what you hear from the different buyers. It's just a process right there. So um, it takes time. And time. patience. Yes. Yeah. So um, that's uh -huh. a really good one right uh -huh. now. So yeah. it kind of is reminding you, yes, I just to sit back and don't get stressed out and just it's all going to come if it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So if people are interested in learning more about your shoes, where do they go? So they can come anytime by appointment to my studio on the South End. It's on Waltham Street. It's in a beautiful little artist building with other artists in there. Uh -huh. And I'm there a lot during the week. I 
can meet them anytime okay. there on weekends. So for the so, show notes, we'll have an address or a telephone or an email. What's the best yes. way for them to reach you? Either, yeah. Any of yes, the above? any of the above. Okay, so yes. we'll have those in the show notes and okay. people can come on and check that out. Yeah, and absolutely. And then the SOWA market in the South End starts back in May. Uh-huh, which sounds like a fabulous place to go. Yes, anyway, go I want to go down there. You have there. to. Yes. Go spend the day. Go to one of the wonderful restaurants and go for brunch. It's just a really nice day. I'm going to put it on my calendar. Yes. <laughs> well, Amy, thank you so much for coming. This right. has been just a delightful time to learn about this wonderful business that you're developing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayudalo.com forward slash TV.